Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Welcome to Internewatu, a bi-weekly production where we discuss social justice, religion, humanity, and culture. Internewatu is a Swahili proverb that means a person is people. The proverb is used to remind people the importance of teamwork, because individually we are weak, but together we are strong. Welcome. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Internewatu. Today, uh, I have uh, three ladies here, and we want to talk about the church and the love of money. You know, I know a lot of people think uh, church is supposed to be a church, you know. and But lately, or over the years, things have changed, and it seems like the church is, it's, the church has just become something else, you know. And so we want to explore that and try to find out what is happening with the church? What's wrong with the church today? And did we lose it as a, as Christians? Did we lose the focus? Or what are we doing? But first of all, I wanted to ask, uh, what is the church? Like, what is the general definition of a church? I think if we start there, we'll be able to understand what is a church and what's the purpose of a church. All right. You, anybody can just jump in and well, give the definition. we can start with... Uh, Google, like we do so many interviews. <laughs> <laughs> but Google says the church is a building. So what do y'all think of that? Mm. That's a very... That low. was just a, that's just a brief definition of what it is. <laughs> that's a terrible <laughs> definition of what the church is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. So from my understanding, as I was doing like really deep research about it, um, I came across, and I really like how it was put together, and they were saying how a church consists of God's people, and it and it is the assembly of believers in Jesus Christ. So yeah. I really like that definition of it, because I feel like um, we are the church. I feel like the, the church has lost its meaning, and we're just, um, a lot of people think that, you know, a church is just a building that we go into, and then we come out, and then we just go on in our normal way, but um, we are the church. Us as Christians, we're we're the church, and uh, it's we gather as believer in Christ Jesus. So I feel like that's a really good definition of what the church really is. But I don't know. What do you think, Christine? I think I really like your definition of the church. Google. <laughs> that's a building now. Um, I think we are the church, just like you said, and we also are gathering in the name of Jesus. So. Mm-hmm. Back to the church. So it's so. My my understanding of a church a church is not it's it's people. It's not that building. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? But because uh, without people, that's not going to be a church. No. Yeah. So basically, the building is just a place for people. It's like a like a an assembly hall that yeah. people go and meet and, and to worship God. Mm-hmm. But to a lot of people. They don't see a church as as the people. They yeah. see a church as the huge building, 
you know, with a lot of tables and yeah. uh, benches and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, like, even back in the early days, like, they didn't have, like, before, you know, before everything. I mean, they didn't have a church like w- like what we do now. Mm-hmm. They had their houses and they had, like, outside. So they gathered as a group of people who believed in Christ Jesus and they were assembled together and they would talk about the word of God. Yeah. They didn't need a big church. Mm-hmm. Or they would go to somebody's house if they were provided that place and then they would gather again they would gather to god together and talk about the word of god yeah that's that's what it is we are the body of christ so we don't need a building you know to be known as you know and these places that people don't have a building they worship under a tree in africa right Mm -hmm. yeah in africa they worship under a tree in the house in someone's house going to the milima yeah we'll go on top of like a hill or something or just outside and Mm -hmm. then just talk about the word of god yeah Yeah. so the church isn't really the building it churches people Mm -hmm. you know that's what i would i think it is yeah so how did the first church like how did this idea of a church start well, I feel like it started with um, Jesus ministering and teaching the people. Yeah. That was like the way he would gather people and people would come around and listen to him preach and talk. And he would go to the to the different synagogues and whatever and stand and preach and talk. Yeah. I think that's how it first kind of began. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, when he like recruited those disciples and they started hearing what he was teaching and doing all that. And after he was resurrected and went back to heaven, he left them with that mission of starting a church and continuing what he was doing. And then, um, once the Holy spirit hit, that was the church. Yeah. 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 Just like it said, like in the books, in the book of acts, I mean, you know, read it. So (laughs) the book of acts, um, two, one through six, just kind of explain how, everything started but i like what you said definitely because he was founded by jesus christ and um he brought him his disciples which they later started to call them you know christians but um like the foundation of it was started by preaching about the word of god everything that was said in the scripture and then later on when god you know when jesus christ went back to heaven he left them with the message of spreading the bible across the world and so i feel like that's how it all began yeah. yeah, I feel like that's the absolute definition Definitely. of what it means yeah. to be a church is witnessing and doing what Jesus did. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So, what are some of the differences um, that we can see from the early church and and today's church? So, I did just a little bit of research, and <laughs> I even like like you can go through from the definition we just said how the church started yeah. then. And what it's it's become today. What are those differences? I feel like there's a lot of differences in just like how we meet. Back then they met like every single day. Yeah. And they ate together every single day and shared the word every single day. That was their life. That was, you know, how they lived. But today we meet like Sunday. There's sometimes some churches have like little Um, worship Wednesdays or like prayer Tuesdays and, and things like that. But we don't meet every day and we don't devote like every day to being a church. And, um, I feel like the church back then was more like following of the word and what Jesus left. I feel like today we've kind of, it's kind of faded. Yeah. 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 We're just doing our own things. Yeah. Yeah. And I like how you said devoted. Like, I feel like the early church, a lot of, a lot of the people were so, um, devoted, into like preaching the word of God and you know 
just going out there and showing compassion and being kind to other people. And they didn't really care about the number of people that would come. But regardless of who came that day, they would still preach about the word of God. And I feel like that is lacking now in today, in today ages. Like people don't really, I don't, I feel like a lot of people really don't care about really devoting and like following the scripture that was left for us. I feel like the scripture has been, translated to so many different, ways yes, different that people <laughs> are taking it whatever you know they're just taking little things and then making their own and not really following what you know jesus left for us you know the yeah. commandment that jesus left for us so yeah and i think back then too there was like more of a common good right yeah. like the yeah, very definitely. beginning of the church mm-hmm. i mean division happened pretty quickly yeah mm-hmm. in yeah. acts but um just that beginning, like they're together, they're working together, they're yeah. fellowship fellowshipping together, they're selling their their stuff, they're working like everything was for one common purpose yeah. of what Jesus commanded them to do. Yeah, to serve and be of service to others. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what it mostly was. But so spread th- it. Yeah. So basically, like the the early church was devoted. I think that's a yeah. m- the major difference mm-hmm. that the with the early church and today's church. Yeah. Uh, I would say there's a few people that are devoted today, but not as it was in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like things have changed, life. Um, people are busy with their own things, and, mm-hmm. and it, the devotion thing is not as visible. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's there, but... I would <laughs> say Americans are more devoted to um, their jobs than they are to, yeah. to uh, the serving church. God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, which is... So I don't know what we're doing wrong. the whole survival thing like it became about the individual survival instead of the community yeah and we started caring what others thought yeah Yeah. and And changing the the doctrine and changing and we started mixing and now you can't be with this group or you can't be with this group and now there's a whole lot of division going on and i feel like that played a big part in it and the fact that we've kind of put jesus in the back and then everything else follows yeah. when it's supposed to be the other way around. So Yeah. So do you feel like, uh, remember, you guys know a little bit about the the Protestant. They're called the, the Protestant from the Catholic Church. The Protestant? Protestant? Yeah, the, yeah. Is that, um, do you think that's like the beginning of all these divisions? So that's just like part of it. No, the division started in Acts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't it? It didn't take very long. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. then everybody had their own mind of what a church is supposed to look like. So then mm-hmm. division started. Yeah. yeah. And the beliefs about circumcision yeah. and mm-hmm. I mean there and was baptism so and kind of proper baptism. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Or how what makes you a Christian or should you be part of the church by <coughs> being baptized or you're not part of the church? Yeah. Yeah. Do we let sinners in or do we not let sinners mm-hmm. in? Do we give or do we not give? So, so many rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We went to we were driving to um North Carolina or something. I think it was like South Carolina. And we, like on this, we would just go read different church names. There was like a Baptist. True reading Bible Baptist church. And then you drive again, you say another one. Bible believing Baptist church. Like <laughs> <laughs> and then like, it was like every mile, but it'd be like every mile, predestined like, Bible reading church. Like, yeah. so it's like their, their name like said exactly what they believed. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. um, it was a little a little crazy to me. Yeah. So is uh do you think church today is a business or a place of worship? <laughs> it's a business. Some. Yeah. Some. Some, 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 yeah. some but mostly 
it's a business. Yeah. A lot of the big ones, I would say, yeah. are, are more in the business category. Mm-hmm. And that's, I feel like that's what's, it has made me become really sad when I think about, yeah. and I see, like me and Christina, like we went, I think it was two years ago, we were at this phase where we were just like we, reading our, like oh false preachers and false goodness. prophets. <laughs> and we see this preacher, this pastors who have such a huge congregation of people that gather together mm. and all that they're doing is just preaching nonsense. They're yeah. just preaching about, oh, um, you can succeed if you do this and this and that. It's all about success it's about and, making and, money. and making money. Mm. And it's all just gather around money. And they're not really teaching about the scripture, like trying to really get people to understand the word of God and, and, and know God and come closer to God. And they have such a huge influence, but they don't do anything about it. They yeah. don't do anything about it. They're only preaching about money. And that yeah. got me so angry when we were watching There all were those even pastors that were dancing on money. Yeah. There, was there, were like, like stairs, there, there would be like stairs there be that like lead to you the need pulpit, to bring your money and there would be money there. And so the, the pastor would be just blessed. sitting on it. <laughs> and he's like dancing on the money. Like, that that looks like that's a hip hop hip hop musician. And he's encouraging yeah, the, yeah. the, the mm-hmm. people like throw the money. If you throw the money, and you know you'll, you'll be blessed. You'll, you'll, yeah, be blessed. you'll be blessed, and whatever that you want will come to pass. Oh my goodness! Just that was a yeah. phase. That was a phase. And then like what they preaching? No, it is not. <laughs> a phase. It was not a phase. It's still going on. Yeah, and what they were preaching is like. We, I had listened to this one pastor and he was talking about if you don't like, he's, I think he's one of my favorite pastors to listen to is David Wilkerson. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I, when you hear his, like his, uh, preaching, preaching, Mm -hmm. it's sermons and it's all about the word. It's all about the word and it's all about developing an anguish for God and, you know, getting back to that early church of devotion yeah. mm-hmm. and being completely devoted to God and not paying attention to all these worldly things that are going on. But he said, if a church does not have these things, don't go there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of those things was preaching about sin and, and um, repentance and things like that. But a lot of the churches that we looked in, a lot of them were the mega churches were not preaching about sin. They were preaching about blessing and being prosperous yeah. and on all these things. But yeah. the only way that you could get to those blessings and get to those things is if you repented of your sins and you brought yourself closer to God and you lived as Christ would want you to live for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But none of the churches preached that. They were like, you know, you need to give money. You need to do this. You need to. That's the only way that you will be blessed. And, and they were just so frustrated so because they're just preaching about one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not what all Prosperity Christianity gospel. is. It's mm-hmm. not yeah. what just being the, prospered. They There's think so the many wants things to that hear. comes with being a Christian. Because when you walk as a Christian, it is not an easy walk. And it's not an easy journey that it's just like you're meant to just lollygag and stuff. Once you become a Christian, there's trials and tribulations that's going to lead into you being yeah. a Christian. There's many difficulties that you're going to have to overcome. But the only way that you'll be able to overcome it is through the word of God and prayer. But a lot of those big churches... They don't preach upon that. They don't really preach upon that. They want people to gather together just so that they can give their tithing, they can give their their money, Mm -hmm. and preach about being prosperous. But that's not all. The more you have, the more people you have in your congregation, the more money you will make, and the more stuff that you can buy for yourselves. Like a lot of these churches, the pastors have huge cars, and they're like they're congregations are driving like Volkswagen. They got all these 
Teslas and things. Or walking There's, to church. Nigga, they are walking <laughs> to church, you know, because they think like the message is so important, but they don't understand. Like a lot of the congregation don't understand that that is just what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the the truth is really hard to swallow, and nobody wants to hear it yeah. because it's like, oh, if you preach that kind of message, then you're you know you're preaching hatred or you're you're hypocrite or you're a bigot or something like that. You know, if you preach that kind of message, which is the true message in which that we should be preaching, but. Yeah, as you said, the Bible is translated in so many different ways that we don't even know. Yeah, what is what anymore? Yeah. So, so do you think the church uh, has lost the dignity yeah. for focusing so much on business than than some, you know? Yes. Than the worship and and uh, making a church as a refuge for people. Definitely. Yeah, it's yeah. become new age. It's, yeah. It's fluffy. I remember fluffy. back in the day when I was a oh, I was a little crazy, like <laughs> I I couldn't. Like I, I just, I just didn't think you should mess up with the church. Like I, it was just like my own. I, I wasn't a, a church person, but I couldn't uh, see myself like go to church and like steal from somebody in the church. Mm-hmm. Like I just felt like, oh God, it might strike me. <laughs> you know? See, yeah, that's yeah. how people we have that kind be, of mindset. Yeah. People who are not believers, they yeah. they don't like they don't feel like the church is something to be messed with yeah. because they, even though they're non-believers, especially they see how in powerful, Africa, like yeah. a church really is. Mm-hmm. But then you go into the church and if it's not a good one, yeah. you know, you're, you're not really being taught about what it truly means to be a Christian. So that's just kind of sad. But then, then today, even like in, in Kenya, I've seen like criminals, like go into the churches and rob people while the service is going on. Like they, they take hostage the whole church and take people's cell phones and money and all their offerings, you know. And even here in America, people go to churches and shoot people. Like there's no that fear and that mm-hmm. dignity the church mm-hmm. used to have. Like mm-hmm. I can't just go, I can't, in my conscience, I can't just go in the church and say, I'm going to shoot all these people inside the church. You know, we can't, we can't blame that on mental illness. You know, like mm-hmm. it's just that dignity is gone, like uh, for the church. You know, yeah, and I mean, I guess we should say again, it's not every church, yeah. but there are churches like when if they're if you're part of the community and you're like helping every single day, I think that community respects the church, yeah. And there is a line like you just don't cross, yeah. yeah. But um, because like your mama, or your grandma is gonna come get you, you yeah. know, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hurt the yeah. church, you know. But um, but then like there's other churches that like you know a flood happens and they won't open their doors for people. Or you so, see yeah. homeless people like a block away from the church begging for help, and like the church is sitting there with their doors locked. Like, yeah, it's just so people just like don't see the importance of a church anymore, you know. And it's the yeah. dignity is gone. Like, it's not a refuge place anymore, you know. Like places, some places there's a flood, and the church should open the doors to help people, right? They should be the yeah. first. Ones. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But. They don't do that. No, not you know, like they, they, They're located in a safer place, but people are suffering. People are camping outside, and they won't even let people camp in their compound. That's I, think that's like the, that. I think that's the other difference between the early church and today's church. Yeah. I think, um, who, who said it? I don't know. But I think it was one of the pastors that was, was preaching at our church before. He said that, when did it become like okay that the sick go to the hospital instead of coming to the church? Yeah, it's because the, yeah, it's because the church is not alive anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't believe that we could do things yeah. through the power that Jesus gave us anymore. Yeah, so 
people look for alternative. Nobody comes to the church and thinks that. Because now when we think of church, mm-hmm. we think hypocrites, bigots, yeah. we think lies, um, they interpret the Bible like this, or they're the wrong church, or, you know, these are the, this is the right church. So we don't think of a church as like, you know, just a place of refuge in which that we could come if we're sick or if we're going through something or if we need help with something. No, if you need help with something, if you need money, go to the bank and loan money. Mm-hmm. If you, if you're sick, go to the hospital. It's not come to the church anymore. Yeah. And I feel like something else that has played a huge part in like the church just kind of being silent and not really helping people. I feel like there's been there, there is a, like a sense of fear that has overcome a lot of Christian people to where, um, I feel like the early church, they, they saw what Christians, what would happen to Christians if, you know, they continue preaching the word of God. They saw it firsthand, but a lot of them didn't care because they knew what, what was waiting for them if they were ever going to get executed. Yeah. So they knew what was going to happen, but still they had the strength and, 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 and the, the bravery to actually go out there and preach the word of God despite of what, what might happen to mm-hmm. them. But now there's just been this fear of, oh, if I start preaching about the word of God, I'm afraid of what the, what what another person might say. But a lot of people back in that day, they didn't we're care. Dying. They yeah, were they dying. They were dying for they the word. They were dying because of the word of God. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something that needs to be understood now. Like, know what's going to happen to you if you become a Christian. Know that what's going to happen to you if you continue preaching the word of God. Because there's going to be a time where it's going to come like a lot of... It, it's already happened. A lot of a lot of Christians are being executed just for believing, you know, in the word of God and believing in Jesus Christ. Yeah. A lot of them are getting executed. So I feel like that fear has really play, played a part in a lot of Christian people and not only not helping people, but spreading the word of God. Mm-hmm. And I think the fear is being put in the wrong things. Yeah. We're fearing yeah. men instead of fearing God. Exactly. And I think yeah. back then there was a lot of fear mm-hmm. of God because they had seen it Yeah, and they had seen the prosecutions time. and they yeah. had heard the words and you know, whoever heard it and took it, you know, was like, Dang, I'm more scared of the person above yeah. who's going to judge me at the end than I am scared of people that are um, down here. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So I think the fear has been misplaced mm-hmm. entirely. And I, what, do you, what do you think about this thing that everybody keeps talking about? We're pass- a Christian, the church is being persecuted today. I think that's I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see it. I, I, I don't America, see it. No. <laughs> um. There's places that Christians are being persecuted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there yeah. is. But yeah. not here. No, not in this country. But I, like what? I, there's a, what I, in China? I'm pretty sure. Like, there's a lot of people who want to hear the word of God, but because of <laughs> because of what's going on there. Yeah. If you believe in the word of God, if they see you, you have a Bible. It, yeah. They mm-hmm. can kill you. Yeah. Either gonna mm-hmm. get sent to prison, executed, or you just die right then and there. Where was it in Rwanda? Was it Rwanda? Rwanda during COVID, like if church people met oh, they, yeah, they, they were they were killed, killed the or they were arrested mm-hmm. ah, that's yeah. prosecution that, that's prosecution yeah mm-hmm. yeah or like even some of these uh, uh, arab countries like, like mm-hmm. they like everything is islam you know so but there's still christians in those countries yeah, they, mm-hmm. they just do it secretly yeah. because if you get mm-hmm. found they get persecuted yeah so i don't know what persecution some people mean when they, when they say yeah i would i would but want someone to explain to me same i don't know what it maybe is, it is yeah. happening and we just don't know oh we don't see it yeah what it is because in early days like in the early church they were being persecuted oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah paul was persecuting yeah a lot Christians, of disciples died except was, for one person he would go and kill them mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, I think so 
we have mislabeled persecution, at least in this country, as popularity. Oh, yeah. Like, if we lose popularity or people don't like us or they speak out against us or or people don't come to church because we spoke the word or, you know, something like that, like that. Or we can't go to a certain building. um, Because of corona. Well, that's persecution. Because yeah, like they say, oh, we have to follow the restrictions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That we're being persecuted. They're not letting us well, go to church. Well, we can meet yet. in our homes. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know but going back to like the early church and the fear, mm-hmm. like they witnessed, well, some of them witnessed or heard firsthand um, how Jesus died. Like, yeah. A very horrific, yeah. bloody death. Mm-hmm. And then saw, saw or heard firsthand the resurrection power of that right so knowing like you might have to face what jesus like went through because it was happening people being stoned to death Mm -hmm. on the street but um also the power that came with the resurrection and i think we have minimized the boldness that comes from understanding those things and then we have misplaced the fear Mm -hmm. and it's the fear of the people and the popularity contest that we live in every day Mm -hmm. instead of yeah, like the power of God. Yeah, mm. <laughs> that's so wrong. So why why do you think the early church uh, uh, in uh, sell, sold deportations and distributed? It's in Acts two forty five. Uh, they sold their properties, possessions to give it to give to anyone who had who had a need. I feel like why it go- do you think they did that? It and goes we don't back. Do that today. I think it goes back from when Jesus was with them, like back in the early days when Jesus was there, he, he kind of showed them the way to walk as a Christian. You know, it's not just, just about preaching the word of God, but it's also giving not only yourself, but also give what you might have to somebody who doesn't have anything. And what was, what was that guy who was, I forgot, I forgot his name. The one that was stuck in the tree, he went up in the tree just to see Jesus. What was his name? Zacharias. Yeah. Him. When God said that he's going to come to his home, you know, he they went there and people were like, um, a lot of people were criticizing Jesus for being in his house when he was one of those people who the never really, yeah, yeah, he was a tax <laughs> collector and he didn't give. And when he heard that, like he gave all his possession to, you know, to the people because what, like God, the presence of God being in his house was enough for him. Yeah. And I feel like that has, we don't have that anymore. You know, we just, we work for ourselves and we don't have the compassion and the need to help other people who are in need. Yeah, I think that you're right. Um, When God showed that, like when Jesus showed them exactly how to walk, he was doing a service unto us. He said, I came to serve Mm -hmm. you. I came to serve the people. And he showed us that that's what we should be doing is serving others as well. Right. When we serve others, it's like we're serving him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, you know, that relations right there is what makes it important for us to give. And a lot of the churches, Peter was, well, condemned a lot of them because they weren't giving. And yeah. he showed that it's important to give. Um, and um, it reminds me of the story of the the woman, the poor woman who gave, like, what a she penny. had. Yeah, yeah, a penny. And then the, the rich man who gave, like, a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. The, he already had more stuff. That was all she had, but mm-hmm. she gave it. So it's like giving your whole self what you have, yeah. not just to the church. You know, it's hard for people to even give tithe. Mm-hmm. And that's only 10% of what you make, mm-hmm. you know, only 10%. But in this day and age, it's like even that, you you know, it's hard. Like pastors feel like they have to keep preaching and preaching about it because nobody's giving. Yeah. And there's like, you know, 
misunderstanding of what actually that tithe is doing in the church. Mm -hmm. But still, you know, we're not giving because, like, what the church is going to do to it. We're giving because that is what Jesus has commanded of us to give that 10%. So... Yeah. I wonder if it became like, it's like a chicken and egg, like which came first, right? As like, you're talking about how th- we don't go to the church if we are falling on hard times or we're sick or whatever. We go to the doctor or we go to the, well, we go to the bank or we go to the, you know, the job. Mm-hmm. We, um, you know, we try to find another job, but, um, so we don't give to the church because we don't trust the church mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. like, because that's not where we go if we need help. Right. So yeah. back yeah. then they all helped each other. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, we've politicized that kind of thing, like that we're socialists and yeah. you know, all those kind of things, like um, because of at least here in America, the rest of the world might be getting it right, but <laughs> 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 uh, but we politicized um, giving to people and living and relying on people. I think it's the reliance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's yeah. really the root of it. Is yeah. like where do we put our trust? Mm-hmm. Do we put it in God? Because if we put it in God, then we're relying on God to move other people as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where we, I think that's where, at least for me, like it kind of starts to falter a little bit. It's like, okay, so I, I rely on God, but do I trust him to help that person understand that they also need to rely on God? Because right. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. if they don't rely on God and I'm the only one relying on God, the church still doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how to see like they sold all their possession to to support one yeah. another. Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't do that today. The no. church they don't do that today. No. They just want to buy more. They want to get us more and more and yeah. more. Expand the building and all that kind of stuff. We which, have mega churches yeah. and we got church in the states and that church in that state and yeah. we got different locations and, and that's the competition. <laughs> how yeah. who, who has the most churches all over? Mm-hmm. You know, which who can get on TV? Yeah, who can get on the radio? But what are you doing on Monday or exactly. Tuesday or Wednesday, like mm-hmm. to help the community? Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Uh, so why why isn't the church today not selling their positions like the other church did? Well, what greed. is it? Greediness. Yeah, we and it's a business. Greedy. It's a business. You, you can't do that if it's a business. You you you're looking at your bot- bottom line. Mm. If you think about it, that way it sucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. that as a church you're looking at, you're so much concerned about your bottom line than than helping, than being a church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like so crazy. Yeah, yeah, and it's I feel like a lot of times it's a show of what we've done. Yeah, like look how many churches we have, look how many locations we have, look how how we go to different countries and we help. Yeah. But do you like help because do you help out of the kindness of your heart, or are you just helping just for show? Yeah, that's another thing that bothers me. Like they go to these other countries to help them, but and then they ask help from other people. Yeah, it's so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> but like the person down the block is, you know, suffering. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. it starts we have to go out to another country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Africa, in English, they say charity begins at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is true. Yeah, so some some churches think that they have to go to like Guatemala in Africa, uh, or mission a uh, mission trip, to so they feel like they served, but they don't realize it's just here in America. There's just a lot of people that need that help. Them, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the early like churches didn't have planes. No, yeah. they keep walked. traveling. 
they walked and they were helping the people near to them because yeah. they most of their church services were in their homes. It was people down the block, like that person down the street that came to the house and we had service and we helped each other when we were in need, mm-hmm. even like selling our things just to get you what you need. Yeah, that's what we were doing. We were not getting on planes and traveling all the way, you know, to Africa or to Guatemala to do something. Yeah, like you guys are nurses and you understand um, how people suffer with mental illness here in America, mm-hmm. like loneliness. Like, there's people here that even nobody has visited them in like those old people homes. Yeah, you know, and that's that's what Jesus wants us to do. Like. I was lonely. Do you hear that? Do, do, have you ever read that in the Bible? I was mm. hungry. I was naked. So why can we, why do you think you have to go to Africa to do it instead of here? Exactly. Yeah. I think it's, quote unquote, easier. Like, when you're, you're dealing with your own cultural stuff, um, finding that needy person um, there's a ton of needy people, but it's yeah. just um, how do you help and do they want the help? Mm-hmm. And then if you like, if you go to another country, maybe they're more accepting of your help. Um, and so maybe there's that part plays into it too. Like it's mm. harder to help your your people. Your people. I, I don't know about That's that. <laughs> Is there like a sense of pride? Like I don't need your help. Yeah. I don't think that's a, that's that's real. Cause do, do you guys talk to these people like like uh, patients at a hospital and you could tell that they're desperate and needed some help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some they of don't them. They yeah. I don't need it, right? So yeah, some yeah. of them do. You feel like you know they they need your help, but then there's a sense of pride, like you were saying, that they won't ask nor you know ask for ask for help. You know, there's there's a lot of patients who are just looking for that you know, communication. They just want you to sit there and just talk to them. Yeah. And mm-hmm. once and once that they just started talking, a lot of stuff gets released. Oh, and yeah. that seems like a more of a cure than any medicine that they can that they're able to, to get at the hospital. Yeah. Like I work in a memory care right now and I think the one thing that really makes me sad and frustrates me is that these elder people are all alone. Yeah. They're by themselves, and they have us. And we're basically, like, strangers to them, like, sometimes, because there's so many people coming in and out, you know. And a lot of them, I feel like they pass faster because of that depression. Yeah. The family, and a lot of them have a lot of family, you know. And to be around all those people and then to be alone all of a sudden is really sad. Yeah. And I think that's sort of that depression. And a lot of them, like I'm doing my clinicals at like a rehab center. And oh, my God. Almost all of the people there are diagnosed with depression and are taking medication for it. Wow. All of them. And it's like because your your family's not there. These people that are here are like some of them are just there to work. And get their hours and get their check, and then they're out. There's no sense of bond. There's no communication. There's no getting to know these people. But I think it's made a lot of difference when you just sit and talk to them. Hmm. And, like, it, it even shows, like, their vitals are better. You know, their overall health looks better because of that. But when there's not that, you know, you can see 
the decline in their vitals. You can see the decline in the way that they're acting. Yeah. I've seen like, so like just in this past two weeks, I've seen four people die. Yeah. That's horrible. And like, it just starts out of nowhere. They just start declining like slowly. So like, and there are people that were like so lively. Oh my God. You know, yeah. and, and we're not saying that, that it's, it's the judge's job to go, go to all those homes and, you know, talk to these people. But for me, sometimes I just wonder, um, what, what is the church doing? Like in, in you know, here in America, mm-hmm. like, and even in Africa, like you find all these mega churches and not helping their own people at all, you know? And so I don't know. I don't know what happened. You know, we should, we should so. be able to. Yeah, that should be our calling. Yeah. As Christians, knowing how Jesus served, that should be our calling yeah. to go and serve other people in any way that we can. Mm-hmm. And volunteer is easy. Volunteer is free. Yeah. You know, you could go anywhere and volunteer and just to be of service to somebody else. It helps your overall. I mean, for me, it's helped my overall health and the health of the patients that I take yeah. care of. Yeah. And I feel like we're supposed to, a lot of compassion has been, you know, lacking in a lot of people, especially a lot of Christian people, Christian people, I say, you know, because God had such a great compassion for his people. You know, Jesus had such a great compassion for his people. And a lot of disciples had compassion because they saw what Jesus did when he was with them. And with that compassion gave them the drive, you know, to go out there and preach the word of God because they had love in their hearts. And a lot of that is lacking nowadays. Yeah. A lot of people don't have the compassion. They don't have that sense of loving somebody else, That'd even a, a stranger. Yeah, yeah. To, you know, to go and preach it. Like, was it, uh, was it Pastor Mark Caro when he, when he was like, it's so deadly when you don't preach about the word of God or you don't oh, tell yeah, people oh, about yeah, the yeah, word yeah. of God. Yeah. It is just like sending them to an early grave and sending yourself to an early grave because you're sinning not telling people the truth about the word of God. And he got that mm-hmm. from an atheist. Yeah. An atheist was the one he had, um, somebody had come to him and was trying to tell him about the word of God. Mm-hmm. And he said, and from what he got, it didn't change him from being an atheist, but he said, like, knowing what you know and where people are headed, how much hatred do you have to have in your heart to not let those people know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even just telling them. Because, you know, whoever hears will hear, and whoever doesn't, you know, won't, you know. But just to let them know yeah. where they're going and where they're headed. That must be a sense of hate. And we're supposed to have love for everyone. Yeah. And ha- that love should drive us, you know, loving God and loving other people should drive us to let them know where the future is heading, what's going to happen, yeah. you know. Because a lot of people don't even believe in hell. No. No. So, and a lot of churches don't preach hell. Yeah. So. I wonder, too, if part of it isn't necessarily the money. It's, I mean, it's tied. I think it's also, you know, in America, time is our greatest resource. Mm-hmm. Like, it's our greatest valuable asset. And um, because people will give money. But if you think, like, as... Like, if you were running a business, right, and, you know, as a mega church, if you were seriously just running a business and not worried about, you know, eternity, um, the, not saying all of them do, I'm just saying, if, if you were, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Um, and you, marketing-wise, from a business standpoint, if you could lessen somebody's guilt, right, like, you give money, 
and you're giving to the kingdom. And then you can do whatever you want with the other, you know, however many hours of the yeah. week. Um, like that is tantalizing, right? Like, mm. you know, or like, um, you know, you can get blessings if you give and then we'll go do the work, you know, for you. Right. We'll and go do the work for you. So you're, you're like, um, you're giving to the kingdom for other people to do the work. And I think that's where like you get full-time ministry people who are willing to, to go. do the work, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but because they can't work because not everybody's doing the work. Right. Yeah. It's like, there's people who are doing the work and people who are paying for the work. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's that time and money concept. And we've just capitalized as a culture on, well, just give your money and you can do whatever you want with your time because you got to work because you yeah. got to survive. You've yeah. got to go on your vacations. Mm-hmm. You got, you know, there's so many things you got to do in this culture. Um, yeah. So time versus money. That's, so that's to, to, to finish, I just wanted to know, do you think that e-commerce and industrialization and, um, is to be blamed for all these church, uh, problems that we have today? Like, yeah. if it's, I don't think oh, so. did, did the church takes some responsibility. I don't think yeah. that it's the church no. in general. I feel like it's people. Yeah. I think since the church is the people, I think it's our full responsibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like politics and the the economy should not dictate what the church does. Right. The church is there to serve. We're meant to do a work that was left for us to do, and that's what we were supposed to be driven to do. And that fear what we said before that has been misplaced is what's causing a lot of this. We don't fear God anymore. Mm -hmm. We don't care whether the people give and we do what we want with the money. We don't, we don't fear God's money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think that's, what's causing a lot of all this stuff. It's a choice. We chose, we chose not to like, like we were saying, like you were saying, um, we chose not to fear God anymore. And we chose to fear the world when it's not, it's not how it's supposed to be. It's not yeah. supposed to be that way. And we chose not to have compassion for other people. We chose not to love um, a stranger to, to even share the word of God. We chose to do that. If like, it doesn't concern us and it's not um, helping us, we're not. Yeah, if we can't it. benefit from if it. If we're not, yeah, exactly. If we're not it? benefiting from, from it, then it's not for us. If we want to, like, I've seen a lot of people that, you know, travel out of the state to other countries to help. And I'm wondering if part of it is that, that like guilt that like, oh, I want to, I just want to like feel good. Yeah. I, I, to yeah. Do, to do, you know, <laughs> I just want that good feeling. Cause when they come yeah. back and they're like, I just feel so good. And I don't like, I don't condemn that. You know, yeah. I'm just wondering, is that the only reason, reason that why? you went or do you really feel like anguish in your heart about what's happening to other people that cause you to have that calling and say, I'm going to go to this other country and I'm going to do this service right. and not just because of what I'm going to like, what's yeah. benefiting what me, yeah. but because of the service of what, this is what I'm supposed to do because this is what God has called me to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and that's true. A lot of a lot of people, even some of my friends, like I, you know, I went to Africa. I went and built a house in Mexico. It made me feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> it wasn't really it about God. <laughs> it was about you feeling good about yeah, yourself. Exactly. You know? I think so. feeling good about your feeling good is a byproduct. But yeah, it's not the motivation. Yeah, that it. shouldn't yeah, be what drives you to do something good or yeah. to or be getting rid of the guilt when you give your tithe. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's in the Bible it says to do this. But you if you don't feel it in here, 
why give? Yeah. Because he's not you, you doing anything. You're basically doing it just for the sake of it. You don't know why you're doing it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Which is like a box. Yeah. <laughs> 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 there we go. I gave on Sunday. I just mm. check a box. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I feel so guilty I haven't given. Uh, there we go. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I feel good. Now somebody yeah. else can go do the work of God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can go on about my life. <laughs> not there me. I, I don't need to do it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Yeah, this is a really cool thing to talk about. Like, you know, we I, I'm sure there's a lot we can talk about this topic, oh, but yeah. you know, I think as a church we just need to realize what we what are we what is our job? What is our duty as a church? What are we supposed to do? Mm-hmm. What what are we missing? What did we forget what Jesus commanded us to do and we're doing our own we're leading ourselves so we we still Christ followers or mm-hmm. we're just following our own Mind and all, on, on thinking, you know, because yeah. mm-hmm. I think that's what Christianity is. We don't, we're not supposed to be doing our own imaginations, so, you mm-hmm. know. Which is good sometimes to imagine. Th- it's mm-hmm. good to imagine things that you think will help your community. Yeah. It's not nothing wrong with that, but uh, but you shouldn't go out of what Jesus has commanded us to do as Christians, you know, yeah. and still f- be stuck to that. Exactly. So yeah. I think, like you guys, in in to summarize this, I think it's true that as a church. Uh, we've lost our, tra- uh, our trail. We we're lost. We're wandering. We're mm-hmm. in the wilderness, mm-hmm. just like the, mm-hmm. the the children of Israel. We're still wandering. I don't know when you're gonna realize it's forty years and get back and to exactly. <laughs> and <cross> exactly. <laughs> like we're just taking we're just our supposed time to go here. over there, but we just go around here around for forty years. Yeah. Yeah. Confusion. You know. And I just hope that God, uh, through the Holy Spirit, will help the church realize that we don't need to be in the wilderness that long. We mm-hmm. need to cross the River Jordan mm-hmm. and go to the Promised Land and do what God wants us to do. Amen. Yep. Amen. Yeah. Yep. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, uh, find us on. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Spotify, all of it, like basically. And <laughs> after, you know, yeah, you'll cool. find Mutuni Watu. And I'll post this on YouTube too if you want to watch and listen to subscribe, YouTube. Subscribe, hit the like button. Yeah, yeah subscribe, subscribe, hit the like but button and be blessed. And ask questions, you know, yeah, yeah leave comments. Yeah, yeah, give us your opinion, what you think of what we're talking about. Yeah. What do you think the church had done wrong? Or what are we doing wrong as a church? Where are we headed? Where are we headed? Exactly. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Mutunuatu Podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe and click on that notification button so you get notified when you upload a new episode. You can also listen to all our episodes at mutunuatu.com or your favorite podcast app. Follow us also on Facebook and Instagram. And thank you very much. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. 
Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.